Mobile Mongrel Podcast. I'm your host, Janae Muha. Throughout the pandemic, every aspect of our industry was impacted in some way. For those on the front lines, it required a new set of skills and the ability to sell with only the word of mouth as a guide for consumers. Cheesemongers made it happen, and it's time to hear how they did it. In today's episode, I chat with one of my favorite people and my own personal cheesemonger, Rosie Shestock. Minus a few weeks at the very beginning of the pandemic, Rosie has been behind the counter of one of the West Coast's largest cut-to-order cheesecake center directly at the mouth of Pike Place Market. It sees hundreds of people in peak tourist times, but also a dedicated core of regulars that have been visiting the shop for their specialty goods and cheeses for years. What was it like to constantly shift what had always been done while still providing the same level of care and attention that people were used to? Rosie's got the inside scoop, so let's dig in. I am Rosie Shestock. I am a cheesemonger in Seattle at De Laurenti in Pike Place. Um, I have been working in cheese for almost nine years now. I have been in Pike Place for most of it, except for like half a year maybe where I worked in an actual building and then got to where I could see outside again very quickly. Yeah, started off with Mount Townsend Creamery when they had their shop in Pike Place and then when they closed that, moved over to Beecher's worked at Whole Foods for a little bit while I was um, studying for the CCP exam. And then uh, once I got that, I was offered my current job and went back to Pike Place. Uh, And De Laurenti is Seattle's only cut to order cheese shop currently, or largest, I guess I would say. Yeah, yeah, because there's still um, quality cheese, too. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's a few. There's a few <laughs> smaller ones, but definitely De Laurenti's like the big one. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about the past year. So um, let's go back to last year and what happened at the beginning of the pandemic and kind of talk about where everything was in the uh, retail cheese scene at that time? Uh, I mean, things had definitely slowed down a lot even before things got to the level of like closing down. We uh, closed the store to uh, like in-store shopping um, March 13th last year. Um And at that point, it was managers only working, basically. So um, I was not there at the time. Um, I was brought back like a few weeks later when um, web orders had picked up enough that they just needed people who knew what they were doing in the store to just cut and wrap stuff quickly and get it out the door. Yeah, it was definitely rough (laughs) Um, when you are used to like the the customer service 
and like face-to-face -face aspect of the job than going to you are just looking at a sheet of paper and have no interaction and you don't really have a way to suggest or recommend something or push something because you just have a lot of it and it's in great shape, but it's not going to be for long. So you need to, you want people to get it when it's in its best shape. Yeah, so that was, that was really hard. But it was nice that, you know, we got to just listen to whatever we wanted. <laughs> uh, I, I would definitely pick like Selena over some experimental jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh how long was the store closed down for in-person shopping um uh we like fully reopened at the beginning of july last year um so, so like two and a half months yeah yeah that's a pretty decent amount of time. And De Laurenti had already set up their e-commerce and web platform the holiday yeah. before? Uh, it had launched like spring or summer um, in 2019, uh, but it really hadn't caught on yet. We, we definitely saw like people using it more over the holidays 2019, but not to nearly the degree that we got once we closed it in store shopping and even when we reopened. And I mean, there weren't, there wasn't a vaccine yet. So we definitely didn't have nearly as many people comfortable coming down to the market. Yeah, so we were still doing like a lot of no contact pickup at the store as well as a ton of um, ground and same day shipping. De Laurenti had a robust mail order system before that. Um, do you think that that just kind of, uh, the, the pandemic just kind of helped maneuver some of those people that would call the time into the web platform and that was an easier way for them to kind of place their orders? Uh, somewhat, um, but we definitely saw like a lot more people using the website than would have called previously, um, especially in those early days when um, people who were used to calling, like we just didn't have the staff on hand and available to answer the phone. Um, I think we actually had our <laughs> like voicemail message, if you would call the deli, was we are unable to check our voicemail, please email. <laughs> please email like the main contact for the store and we will be able to respond that way. Um, yeah, but we just, we were not able to answer the phone even, which was really a struggle to kind of navigate how to direct customers to a different avenue of contact because um, people really like to stick with what they know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the older generations too really love to call. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm on the Gen X realm, but I still am like, I feel more like a millennial in the like, don't call me, text me, but uh, definitely older people tend to like to communicate over phone calls. Yeah. Well, and when you are taking a phone order, there is a lot more of the like social and customer service aspect of it where you know, they can ask you like, hey, what is, what does this cheese look like right now? How's it tasting? Is there something else I should get? Like, is there something you would recommend over that? Um, that you just, you don't get when you are shopping through our website, which we, like, we've tried to make it as close to shopping in store as possible, but there are still going to be differences from browsing a website to walking into a store and talking to someone. So in July, when the store opened to people again, what, um, what things did you guys have in place to, um, protect your safety, protect the customer safety? Like what things were you guys doing in addition to your normal routine that added to that? Yeah. Um, we had a limited how many people can be in the store at a time. I think like given the square footage of the store, we like the maximum that we would have, could have allowed with like the um, regulations and recommendations would have been like 25, 30 people. Um, But just with how tightly the store is packed as far as like product and aisles and I mean Pike Place Market it's a super old building (laughs) weird shapes and like weird just spaces um that many people just did not feel safe um so we we had limited it to I think like 10 to 15 people We were using like the entrance by the cafe as entrance only, the doors to the wine shop upstairs and um, the cashiers by the deli were exit only um, so that we were better able to keep track. We, I mean, before the, like even before the CDC like gave their official mask mandate and recommendations we when we were still closed we were requiring all employees to wear masks um partially because again like super tight space even if we wanted to keep like six feet difference between employees it just wouldn't be possible to do that and do everything we needed to do to keep the store running yeah so we yeah um had the capacity limit, um, keeping track of like entrance and exit, uh, masks, of course. Um, We also, unfortunately, were not able to do product samples, which um, being like a cut to order store, that's one of the huge advantages that you have when you are helping a customer um, because it's a lot easier for a customer to know if they like something, if they taste it. That's, (laughs) and it helps, 
it helps us as like cheesemongers direct them to something else because you have that starting off point with them and uh, you can have an easier time finding what they are actually looking for and finding the right cheese for them if you have a sense of what their taste is. Right. So um, let's talk about that. And how do you feel like your mongering changed? Like what skills did you gain from that, that experience of just having to explain instead of being able to offer up a taste? Uh, yeah. Um, one of the things we did to help like our employees refresh their memories of cheeses and just like be sure that we are actually sampling things because it wasn't it's not just that it we couldn't sample to customers but it was a lot harder for us to sample because you know we're we're wearing masks and not doing customer samples and asking that people do not eat or drink in the store so we need them to we need customers to not see us like disobeying that. Um, so sampling for us became a lot trickier. It was more like duck down below the counter and like buy a trash can and just real quick take a bite of something. And that's not, not the ideal condition for tasting anything. You're not really <laughs> thinking hard about the flavor yeah, profile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we uh, we have not had great aim throwing out trash today. <laughs> and also I am trying this right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we started doing like a take-home educational program um, that I was in charge of. Um, like writing up like an information sheet about some cheeses based on whatever theme I wanted. Um, and like prepping samples for employees and like giving them just this informational, uh, basically like homework, <laughs> but delicious homework. Yeah, and that, I mean, everyone got a better chance to like be more intentional in their sampling. Um, so you actually are able to have the cheeses at room temp and not just like straight out of refrigeration and you have some information about it in front of you and you can like really think about it, take notes, do, all of that good stuff um, instead of ducking next to a trash can. <laughs> Did you implement anything like that on a customer level too? Like on a customer facing level? Or was that just for um, that was, employees? That was just for employees. I mean, it, some sort of like cheese club or something like is maybe someday we will have the like time and space and energy <laughs> to actually implement something like that. Yeah. That's a much bigger project for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and when everything was so like 
changing minute to minute just wasn't the time to really start something like that. I mean, props to even just doing it for the employees, because when you're in that survival mode, it can be hard to implement anything new like that. So, yeah. And did you use that also for like new products that you were getting in too? Uh, not as much. Um, yeah. Cause we, I mean, at that point, weren't really getting a lot of new products. It makes sense to stick with the tried and true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we already have such a large selection and we were, we had kind of pared it down like a little bit, some by choice and some just out of necessity because I mean, every, everywhere along the supply chain (laughs) was a little, little off. Um, (laughs) Can't imagine why. (laughs) <laughs> just, a, just a little global pandemic, you know, no big deal. No big deal. I don't know. I think everyone's overreacting. <laughs> so when the doors opened in July, were people excited to be back in the store? Did you feel people were more trepidatious still um, or just kind of like people were ready? I mean, really a mixture. Um, I mean, even now I... I'm still like seeing customers who I haven't seen in over a year. And they say that this is their first time coming back in because they're fully vaccinated now. But we, I mean, we had like a good mix of people who were super excited to come back in because they had been ordering online, but it's not the same. And also because I mean, with our regulars, we become really a part of each other's lives. So it's weird to have like this person who you know so much about and they know so much about you and you just don't see them for a year and you have no way to contact them or like see how they're doing and then they come in and it's just so wonderful to see them. Yeah, I can imagine. I know from personal experience that you have very close relationships with a lot of your regulars. And that's a hard thing to have kind of taken away from you. And when you're reading a name on the paper, it doesn't really have the same effect as when they're standing in front of you and you can chat about life. And yeah. Yeah. So the holidays last year, obviously, e-commerce was the big thing. Can you just walk me through what that looked like for you guys? Yeah. um, The holidays were a lot. It was, it was really intense. Well, and the holidays Uh, are normally intense at DNRNT. So, I mean, normally we have, I mean, like December 23rd and 24th, we normally have a line of people at the door waiting for us to open. And then we spend all day, like with just a crowd of people in front of the deli, like several people deep waiting because for a lot of people, like coming down to the market and coming to De Laurenti to get their food for their holiday meal is such a part of their tradition. And 
this past year, we, I mean, you know, we couldn't have that many people in the store. Um, we didn't have like people waiting at the deli for us. And then someone comes down and gives out Prosecco samples to the crowd waiting um, because, you know, we just couldn't do that. But we were still slammed uh, with the website. Um, we had more orders than we could have anticipated, which is, you know, a good problem to have, <laughs> but it's still, there are only so many hours in a day and so many people working and so much space in the walk-in to then store the orders. Um, and we actually were able to get the, the space where the newsstand used to be. And we were using that as our um, like pickup order space during the day. But then overnight, like we would have to store orders in the walk-in and then, you know, you can't actually get into the walk-in to get cheeses to restock the case. <laughs> So we, um, we had split at least the deli shifts into like three separate shifts. So we had people coming in super early to work on web orders that had come in overnight um, and get those done. And then we had like our customer facing people coming in uh, like half an hour before open to try to restock the case in any way because at that point we have gotten orders out of the walk-in so there's actually space there's at least a path to walk through <laughs> you might have to like just awkwardly stand over things and like really stretch but you could get to <laughs> the shelves and pick something up um and then be customer facing all day. And then we had an evening shift who would come in around like noon and they would be working on web orders all afternoon and uh, past close. Um, they, we had originally planned that they would also be restocking the cases, but after like the first day of doing that and realizing that like, okay, if they get all of these orders done, which they're actually going to have to stay later than originally anticipated to get them done. And then we can't actually get into the walk-in to restock. Okay, <laughs> how do we make this work? Um, yeah, so that was some very long days. Well, thank you for breaking that down. Cause that was actually going to be one of my questions of how you managed all of that with your coworkers. Um, and for as many cheeses as De Laurenti has the refrigerated space of backstock is very small. <laughs> so, well, and for the holidays, we like the market has some, um, like refrigerated, storage space. So we were, we had offsite storage, 
but having like the time and bodies and space in the walk-in to actually move stuff over and then bring stuff up to the deli was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. So now we're in this new year. Vaccination rates are pretty high for Seattle. Um, What's going on in the market these days? Yeah. um, I mean, things have definitely picked up in the market. Um, We have a lot more people in the store. Um, Weekends are as crowded as weekends were before the pandemic. I have some complicated feelings about that. (laughs) But I I fully recognize that part of that is just that I haven't seen it in a while. So it's a little scary. And I don't know, I think everyone just feels a little traumatized (laughs) by this past year, uh, as they should. Yeah, but like cruise ships start up at the end of July. I don't know. I'm a little anxious about what that's going to look like. Uh, But are your e-commerce, like are your web orders at the same rate? Have they slowed down quite a bit? Uh, They they have slowed down quite a bit. Um, I mean, there are days where they're still heavier, like uh, Mondays and Fridays tend to be heavier just because Fridays, like people are doing all of their shipping orders to get stuff for the weekend. Um, And we have quite a few regulars who will place an order to come pick it up on Fridays. Um, And then Mondays, everyone who had like placed an order over the weekends, that's when those, like the shipping orders get done for Mondays. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we are... I know we are about to start a a shipping promo um, that is going to be, like, I can't remember if it's $100 or $150, but, um, like, free shipping over a certain amount um, as, like, a thank you to customers for sticking with us and also to celebrate, like, one year since we reopened. Um, because I mean, that's another thing, like we are technically a grocery store. We did not have to close to begin with. Um, it was just for the safety, like health and safety of our staff. I personally feel like that was the right choice. (laughs) I would agree. What takeaways as a cheesemonger are you keeping with you through this like now that we're kind of going back into normalcy of, or a new normal, whatever you want to call it. I hate all of those terms, but that's just what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. (laughs) So what are you, what are you going to take with you from this experience over the last year? Um, I, I, one of the things I want to take with me is continuing to be more intentional in how I sample things for myself. Um, and making sure I actually take the time with cheeses. I mean, I also, uh, over the past year, um, stepped up as one of the buyers for the deli. Um, And one of the things that has been important to me in that is sharing feedback with distributors. So 
I mean, even if it's just like a quick, hey, we just opened this and it's fantastic. <laughs> like just sharing that positivity, <laughs> I think is very important. The world can be a real trash fire sometimes. <laughs> and you want to put out some positivity. Well, and I mean, especially <laughs> when you're as a distributor or a cheesemaker or whatever, you'll often hear about just like with anything, any customer service, yeah. anything, you'll always hear yeah. about the bad experiences, but hardly ever hear about the good experiences. So I do think it's important to be able to talk about the good stuff too. So they know yeah. when they're doing something right. I think being yeah. intentional with eating cheese and making note of that is a huge thing because when you are busy with customers and you're just throwing something in your mouth, like how much intention are you really putting into it? How thoughtful yeah. are you being with that, that moment? Yeah. So much more enjoyable when you have the time to be intentional. Uh, what things are you ready to be done with when it comes to being a cheesemonger in the pandemic times? I don't know. I am just so ready to see customers full faces. <laughs> Cause that, I mean, you get really good at recognizing the top third of a person's face. <laughs> <laughs> But it, I mean, it's just, there is this like actual barrier between you and someone else. A big part of it for me is actually being able to hear people um, because the market can be really noisy. And I mean, in De Laurenti specifically, like if I'm at the cheese counter and I have a refrigerator behind me a refrigerator in front of me, someone standing on the other side of that trying to talk to me through a mask while someone, a coworker standing next to me is also trying to communicate with a customer in those same conditions. Like there is a lot of ambient noise and then something muffling someone's voice. And that, that can be really tricky. Even in normal times, that's tricky. Yeah, yeah. And there there are only so many times you can ask someone to repeat something before you just have to use some context clues and go with it. What tools did you use to try and get people to try things that they hadn't tried before? Like maybe if someone was scared of say goat cheese or whatever, what tactics did you use on them to try and open their mind a little bit? That's one where like the take-home cheese tastings were really helpful. Um, because you have, you have like your experience of this cheese fresh in your memory. And, um, I mean, you really just have to flex your vocab. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we have, I mean, new employees who this is how they learned how to cheesemonger. <laughs> Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting seeing how their experience goes, um, once things kind of shift back towards normal some more. Do you know when you guys might be opening up to sampling again? Are you guys doing that now or? Um, so there isn't like a timeline for it yet, but there are 
there is like an outline of steps. <laughs> it's good to have a plan even before it's time. Yeah. Because we're finally in a place where you can actually have a bit of a plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which that's, I don't know. It's so new and novel. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's <laughs> true. Do you want to um, plug De Laurenti's website? Okay. Yeah. It is DeLaurenti.com, which is D-E-L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I.com. We are dealing with a difference in everybody dealing with their trauma. So what are you doing to kind of make sure that you're taking care of yourself through this time? Um, <laughs> I know I put you on the spot with that one. <laughs> oh, so that's just a terrible question for me in general. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. You're like, I'm drinking. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting out of bed every day. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that is enough. That absolutely is enough. <laughs> Take your meds, drink some water. Try to get a full night's sleep. Take your meds, drink water, and get some sleep is a mantra we could all live by, pandemic or not. It's been a hard year for those working behind the counter, and they are moving into the next stage of pandemic sales. Hopefully, the skills they've built over the last year will continue to serve them well, and consumers will be able to see how their service has expanded and are appreciative of that. Big thanks to Rosie for chatting with me today. This podcast is recorded, produced, and edited by me, Janae Muha, with a supporting feature role by my husband, Ben Muha, contributing on editing and music. To support the show, please find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Mobile Monger. For cool extras and to financially support the continuation of this podcast, please consider contributing to my Patreon. There you'll find the full video recording of the conversation, discount codes for merch at my online shop, and get a sneak peek of the next guest and even submit questions for future episodes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to keep spreading the word of good courage.